passage is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 5 to 14. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, He makes his angels winds, and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. To which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand, and I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are, who are to inherit salvation? This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. It's good to be back this new year here and to share the word of you, the word of God with all of you. I have a, a, as Grace was giving the kids a task, I have a task for adults as well. This time that we are living right now are very difficult for all of us especially for all of the members of this uh, congregation, this local church, First Come. So your task is today, today Sunday, between now and 12, um, 11, 59 p.m., give a call to someone that the Lord is putting in your heart right now. Five seconds, think, pray, ask God, who is that person? One, two, three, four, five. To that person, you can be as creative as you can. You can give her or you can give him a call or as someone did last week, Two weeks ago with me, he showed up at my door with a box of cookies, put it in my front door, knocked at the door, and ran away. <laughs> no, he didn't run away. His family was there and had a, a, a distance conversation with me, which I really, really enjoy. And I was thinking, how beautiful is to receive cookies from someone that out of the blue got the law putting his heart or in their hearts 
to visit me and to say, we were thinking about you. So, Erin, you have a person right now? Grace? Emma? What about you, Ronick? Francis? <laughs> Tiffany? <laughs> Carr? So all of us here, we have a person that we are going to contact this Sunday, the day of the Lord, and I have the person as well. So I encourage you, be obedient to the voice of God. Call that person or make some cookies or something. Go in front of the, their, their door or his or her door and say, I am praying for you. I have been thinking about you. We love you. So that is the homework that the adults are going to do this day, uh, Grace. What do you think? Is it a good task? Kids, take count of the numbers of Jesus with red and blue with the numbers of angels. We are going to mention a lot those two names. But at the end, I want to know how many times I said Jesus or Son of God, okay? And now with that, Let's open in a word of prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, what um, Grace just read today is your word. And you gave it for our edification. You gave it for our correction. You gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it so that we can understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. By your Spirit, by your Holy Spirit, make your word. Do all these things for us by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. His name is Antonino. He is sitting alone in his meager apartment on the outskirts of a well-known Roman city. He's eating bread and some vegetables about to go bad. Lost in his thoughts, he realizes that it is night. So he lights the only oil lamp he owns. With the light, he becomes aware of a number of unwanted insects that run into the cracks, cracks of his apartment, fleeing from the light. A baby cries inconsolably in the apartment next door while the baby's father yells and hits the infant, infant's mother. Antonino finishes eating and decides to turn off the light before the oil in his lamp runs out. At this time, the persecution of the Roman, of the Christian in Rome has not, had not yet resulted in death, but Christians had begun to suffer imprisonment, imprisonment beatings, and seizure of, of property. Antonino's grandfather 
leader of one of the most influential synagogues in the city, was a strong opponent of the Christian faith. He had nearly died of a heart attack when he found out that his own grandson was a follower of Jesus. Antonino still remembers his family's harsh words, declaring him dead and nameless. For Antonino, life has become increasingly difficulty difficult and the joy he experienced when he became a christian was fading away of course he had he had been told the cost of following jesus but somehow his experience was totally different from what he expected in the beginning he thought that his joy would never be broken that he would always feel the presence of God with him. He had been taught that the Lord, the righteous judge, will take care of him and that everything was under his control. In the church, everyone was discouraged and the fellowship was suffering. Many had begun to question if Jesus was truly the one he claimed to be. During all this, Antonino remembered the traditions of his grandfather's synagogue, the support he received in the Jewish community, the joy of the festival, and especially, especially the food in abundance at each celebration. He appreciated the community of Christians, but was beginning to miss the traditions of his ancestors. Antonino had not met with the church in the last three weeks. And it was not because of the lockdown, but because his heart was growing colder. And bitterness was blurring the truth about Jesus. There were rumors that the church leaders had received a letter that would be read that night. He was curious, and he decided to go. Upon arrival, he greeted several friends and ate a little. Then, Josephus, one of the elders, gave a brief introduction and began to read. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final, final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. 
and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majesty God, of the majesty of God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels. Just as the name God gave the Son is greater than the name he gave to the angels. This is an introduction to the book of Hebrews. The whole purpose of this letter is to encourage a community whose present and future did not look very promising. The story of Antonino, though fictional, shows the estate of the Christian who read this letter for the first time. Their spiritual growth had become static. So the writer wanted to encourage the believers to continue and to persevere in their faith. Over and over again, Hebrews point to the only sure foundation, the only source of power for living the Christian life, which is the supremacy and the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. And we saw that in the first four verses that Pastor Douglas preached last Sunday. Hebrews start without making an introduction of the writer or the audience. It goes straightforward to the point. Hebrews starts saying that God has spoken finally and uniquely through his son. That everything belongs to his son. That the world began with the son. That the coming kingdom belongs to his son. That the power to create belongs to his son. The manifested and, ori and the origi 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 original glory of God belongs to the Son. The sustaining power that upholds the universe, can you imagine that? God is telling them through this writer that Jesus is sustaining the universe. The whole stars that we barely see in, in the skies, the world, the moon, Mars, Jupiter, the sun, everything, the galaxies are sustained by his son. And that the work of redemption the work of justification, sanctification, and glorification belongs to the Son. 
those things were packed in the first four verses of the book of Hebrews. Just that, to start with. But at the end of verse 4, we read something different uh, that helps as an introduction to what we are going to be speaking this morning. And at the end, if you go with me and read verse 4, says, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Huh. Why are angels mentioned in this text? Why is the author of this letter comparing Jesus with the angels? Well, it's because apparently the first believers were tempted to think that angels, or at least some of them, were superior to Jesus. You see, in the Old Testament, has 105 direct references to angels, and several angels are even named. If you remember, Michael is an angel, and he is a mighty commander of God's armies. Gabriel is a messenger, as Grace was telling us this morning about the messengers. Lucifer is named as well, and he was a glorious angel before the fall. He was the highest of all the angels. So, for the Jewish community, angels were associated with the giving of the law and with God using them to pass message, messages to the prophets. And for some Jews, even thought that angels have the, had the responsibility for ruler, ruler over some nations. So the writer of Hebrews is going to tell us this morning, no. I want to use the scriptures, and that's the writer saying to all of us, I want to use the scriptures to prove that angels are messengers servants and that Jesus is superior to the angels now my guess is that maybe none of you worship angels this week but like Antonino or like me some of you may have been tempted to think that Jesus is not enough. Not enough to deal with our personal trials or our doubts. Not enough to help in our temptations. Not enough to help us in our parenting. 
not enough to help us in our marriages, not enough to help us in our workplace, not enough to help us in the present pandemic that we are experiencing around us. Just not enough to help us in our struggles, in our loneliness, in our anxieties. So to that end, we are going to read through this passage so then we can take this passage to our heart and to see that like the angels, Jesus is superior to anything that we are experiencing right now. So the first thing that we are going to see in the verses very quickly that we read this morning is that Jesus is better than the angels because he is the son of God. And we read this in verses 5 and says, For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son? Today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. The writer is telling us here, Jesus has a status that none of the angels have. Jesus is the son of God. The writer is using two Old Testament scriptures. The first one is in Psalm 2 verse 7 and the second one is in second samuel verses 7 verse 14 Bo both passages both scriptures are related i related to jesus as the eternal coming king from the line of king david the promise an eternal king that was promised to king david But let me give you a word of cautious here, a warning, something that we need to be very careful. When we read, I will be to him a father, we should be careful not to think that before Jesus was not the Son of God or that the Son was created at one point in time. These two things are not true. Jesus is declared here to be the Son of God, and He is not the Son by creation, nor is He the Son of God by adoption, but He is the Son of God by nature. He is eternally the Son of God. There has never been, nor will there ever be a time when he is not the Son of God. But the way the Scriptures is using him, 
these passages is as an introduction, a revelation to humankind as the son when he became human. Let me explain you this. It is similar to when in the Roman Empire, boys were presented into society at 16, at 16 year, years old. From then on, when they were introduced to society, they could be called by the name of his family. But that didn't mean that they were not sons before. It was just a certain point they were introduced to everybody to be recognized, to be respected as sons of that family. That they should be obeyed. That they should be respected as part of a sons or daughters or members of that family. So first, we see in this scripture that God is telling King David in 2 Samuel verse 7, 14, that he will give a son, that he will be the king forever. Then he goes to Psalm 2 and says again, the son is the one who is, being, who is going to be seated at my right hand. He's introducing the son to all of us. And then if you remember, if you go a little go ahead to Isaiah chapter 9, we read in verse 6, for to us... Listen, is an introduction to us a son is given. To us a child is born, a son is given. And what is going to be his name? Mighty God. So you see, by nature he is mighty God. And then let's go to... Matthew, when an angel appeared to Joseph, and he says, go back to your wife because of the, the son that she will conceive he is conceived by the Holy Spirit, and he will call, you will call him, and we, you will call him Emmanuel. That means, you remember? God with us. This is so beautiful. Then later when Jesus is being baptized, the heavens were open and a voice from heaven declared, this is my beloved son whom I, I am well pleased. Then later in the transfiguration, when the three persons, two persons appear with Jesus in the cloud, in that glorious cloud, a voice came from that cloud and says, this is my son whom I have chosen. Obey him.
You see, it is God introducing to all of us his only son. So, it makes clear now when we read this passage that Jesus is better than the angels because he has the name above all names, the son of the son of God. The angel Michael is a mighty angel, but Jesus is God Almighty. The angel Gabriel is a messenger angel, but Jesus is the message. At the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word came and dwelt among us, God among us. Jesus is better than the angels because he is the Son of God. But the second thing that we see in these verses is that because he is better than the angels, because he is the Son of God, because he is God, the angels worship him. And you can see these in, these in verses 6 and 7. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, you see again, you, you can see like the, the writer is telling us, when he introduces to all of us the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Do you remember the host of angels when Jesus was born? All of them. And I mean all of them. I, I cannot imagine that one angel was saying, I'm, I'm going to stay this here. No, all of them. Can you see the skies at that moment with all the angels appearing on the heaven and saying, glory to God in the highest. There is something here that is happening that you, humankind, you don't understand, but we are so excited. It says, verse 6, and again, when he brings the firstborn into the wor world, he says, let all God's angel, angels worship him. And of the angels, he says, he makes his angels wings and his ministers, his servants, a flame of, of fire. Every time the Bible mentions encounters between angels and men, men are speechless and fall on their knees because angels are impressive, impressive creatures. Even the Apostle John, when he was writing the book of Revelation, when he saw an angel, he fall on his knee and the angel says, no, 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 stand up. I'm not him. I know that you are so afraid, but you, you, you should see the one that I serve. He deserves the glory. These impressive creatures even cover their eyes in front of Jesus. 
cry before him, holy, holy, holy is the God Almighty. They have six wings to cover all their bodies, to cover all their face, because Jesus is so amazing. If we are impressive with angels, angels are even more impressive with Jesus. And third, Jesus is better because he is the king, but not just the king. He is the creator of everything, including the angels. And that's what we read in verses 8 to 12. Those verses are taken from Psalm 45. This psalm is unique because it's a wedding, a wedding psalm from someone who was in the dynasty of King David. And I don't have much time to go there, but think about the wedding in the book of Revelations. It's pointing something directly to that moment in time in history when the Lamb is going to be worshipped and it's going to be a wedding, a feast, a celebration. So I hope you have your Bibles, and if not, take your Bible. And take some markers because we are going very quickly, quickly go through these verses together. And we are going to read some attributes of Jesus that put him away above the angels. Look at verse 8, first part. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. That is speaking about the sovereignty of the Son of God. Then verses 8, second part, and 9 says, The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. That is, speaks about the authority that the Son of God has as king of everything. And then verse 10, if you go and read with me, the first part says, You, Lord, lay the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of whose hands? Jesus' hands. Jesus is the creator. And verses 11 and 12 finish and says, all creation will perish. But it says, but you, you remain. It means that the Son of God is eternal. He has no beginning. Everything has a beginning, even the angels. But the Son of God has no beginning and has no end. The point is this, my brothers and sisters. The angels belong to the created order. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. All may change, and definitely. All will change. But Jesus never changes. Not only that, the picture in the last verses, 13 and 14, is that the one who already conquered everything and that has conquered our salvation is the one who is seated at the right hand of God and is there interceding for you and for me. The one who is undescribable. The one who is the king of the universe, the creator of the universe. The one who initiated your salvation and my salvation. That is the one who is ruling and in control of everything. Angels. Part of the most amazing creatures are sent out at the end of verse 14 for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. They are just servants. The British Empire is history by now. The great Roman Empire is a relic to be studied in the history books. The Greek civilization has long ago passed away. Every proud nation and kingdom will bow before Jesus' throne. That is why we must have our focus on this lovely Lord Jesus Christ. We just be focused ourselves in all his greatness, in all his power, in all his glory. The Son is unique. The angels worship him. He is the ruling king forever. And he is the creator of all things. Tonight, when you put your head on your pillow, remember this. The Lord Jesus, the ruler of the universe, the supreme a majestic, a majestic king of kings knows your name. Not just your name. Every hair of your head is numbered. Think about that. Your name is engraved on the very palm of this amazing, unbelievable, 
majestic king, creator of everything. Can you believe that? My name, Marvin, is in his hand. The hand that creates everything. Carl, your name is there. Don't you worry, brother. Anne, Sarah, Mary, Doug, Karen, Ronick, your name are in God's, in the Creator, Almighty hand. That will change the way we pray, definitely. You think, you think angels are great. Someone greater than angels is for you. His name is Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you for this amazing picture of who you are. Our names are in your, the palm of your hands. Now, please, Lord, engrave this truth in our hearts so then we can worship you and follow you no matter what. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together Amen. the last song.